Hi, everyone. It's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting exit plan with no spaces to 44222. That's exit plan to 44222. Again, text exit plan to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach tip of the day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Well, hello, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us today. It's always a pleasure to have you with us. I think you're going to be very interested in today's topic. My guest is Todd Halleck from Halleck and Halleck, a professional corporation in Logan, Utah. And we're going to talk about business estate planning and family business succession planning, which, of course, we talk about all the time. But today we're going to talk about knowing your goals and objectives. And this is something that we talk about. It's very important in this planning process to have a clear idea of your goals and objectives, not only for yourself, but for all of the advisors you're going to be working with. So, Todd, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining us today. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Todd, one of the things we like to do before we launch into the topic of the day is uh, give our listeners a sense of who they are listening to. So could you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background? Sure, yeah. I, uh, I'm up here in Logan, Utah. We're uh, just a, a few minutes south of the Idaho border in, uh, in uh, farm country, a lot of dairy, potato, cattle ranches in this area of the country, um, Utah State Universities in this, in this arena. Uh, uh, grew up in a in a with a father who was a, a and a grandfather who were were small business owners, family business owners, and saw the the ins and outs of the the things that they that they went through, and and uh, married into a family where the it's a there were the fourth generation of dairy farmers here in Cache Valley, and uh, and so the natural bent for my law practice was to get into helping uh, small businesses, and we do. Uh, quite a bit of estate planning, and and many of our clients are are family business owners, and and so there was a natural uh, segue into uh, into helping uh, those folks. So we've been uh, we've been doing this now for since 1996, so 21 years. Um, we we work with clients. I'm licensed in Idaho and Utah and Arizona, so we serve clients uh, up and down those three states, and. Uh, uh, spend uh, all of our time uh, doing those kinds of uh, handling those kinds of cases. And you must have a lot of experience because it's always been said that, at least I've heard that the farm is the original family business. <laughs> I think it is, right. and 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 it seems to come with more uh, 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 more emotion than just about any other business I deal with. So. And uh, there's so much writing on it, and that these are some of the problems that we see in family businesses is uh, the, the planning goal, as I tell people, is the planning goal is happy Thanksgivings forever. That's right. <laughs> that's <laughs> and right. And that's not yeah, always I mean, easy because when you have family members that want to – they want to continue the business and others want to go off and do something else and then they see 
that the person who's continuing the business is doing well or they they get can get jealous about that kind of thing right absolutely the the family dynamics is is always so difficult it it's 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 you know the 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 technical side of things is is usually pretty easy people want to pay the least amount uh, in taxes they want it to happen in the most efficient manner but how to work through some of those family dynamics can be can be very challenging depending on the circumstances and and if you throw into that that the business has been in the family for multiple generations even those that aren't working in the business can start to feel some level of ownership uh, in the business and some some level of right to sort of chime in and, and give their opinion on how things how things should be done so that that is a, I, a really challenging part of things I know in the in the businesses that I deal with if there's if there's one child it's pretty easy <laughs> it's when you it's a, if when you start adding siblings you start adding a tremendous complexity to the the topics of who's going to be the leader uh, or or leadership committee um, who's outside of the business, but and how how are they going to get a piece of the estate pie, if you will, at some point? How do we equalize those types of things? It can get very very uh, difficult when you have multiple siblings involved. Um, do are most of the businesses that you work with, um, since you're in that area of the country, are most of them in the farming um, area, uh, business type of thing, or? or or is it a mixed bag? You know, we, we, we definitely do both. Uh, I'd probably say that at least 50 to 60% of our business clients are uh, farm and ranch businesses. But uh, you'd be surprised what, what comes out of Little Cash Valley here. Uh, some of the, uh, some mm-hmm. of the businesses that, that, uh, that, uh, that have started here and, and come from this place uh, that are completely unrelated to, to agriculture. Mm-hmm. Uh, Icon mm-hmm. Health and Fitness, who does most of the treadmills out there that people run on, mm-hmm. uh, they, they're, they're based out of here. So there's, uh, there's, some, there's some other industry in this, in this area as well, but it's certainly still primarily uh, an agricultural-based community. A lot of um, tech startup things going on along the Wasatch Front, which is just south of where we are. Uh, it's starting to be called the Silicon Slopes uh, after mm-hmm. Silicon Valley because so many, um, uh, so many uh, uh, tech startups are, are there, and, and, and uh, for whatever reason, Provo, uh, Salt Lake have become hotbeds for that. Mm-hmm. Great. So it's, a, it's emerging as a, a diverse uh, economy for you there, and of course, um, every, uh, you know, we tend to say that when you pop the hood on all businesses, they start, they have the same components under the hood, if you will, as a, as a bad metaphor, but they, they have, you know, they have the carburetor and the engine and, and all the things that you, you look for. It's just how they're configured and there, there's some nuances to them. Do you find that that's true in, in most of the business planning that you do when you, when you get down to it, there are certain components that are, that need to be worked on and, um, and you find some similarities between types of businesses? I do. I think, you know, you get to this idea of, of goals and objectives, and I really feel like um, every business that I, I deal with, I mean, I mean, you know, I'm a planner, so, so what are we doing? We're, we're trying to set up a roadmap to get you from point A to point Z uh, and, and, and deal with the challenges that are kind of come along, along the way. You know, just like uh, you know, I've got some clients that are outfitters that take people on hunting trips uh, up here. Uh, you know, if you don't know where you're going, uh, like, 
Yogi Berra says, you'll probably end up somewhere else, right? So, uh, so <laughs> right. every every business needs this map, and 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 every business owner, uh, regardless of the kind of business, what's what's your target date for exiting the business? Um, who are we trying to transition this business to? Are we going to sell it? Um, are we going to try to get it to an employee or a family member? And and how much money will you need uh, to ensure your financial well-being? Um, after you leave the business, I mean, there's no business that doesn't have to, in my experience, answer those those three questions. Um, you know, do you Absolutely. just want to do you just want to give this and divide it up equally? Uh, you know, it's it's kind of easy to sell it and divide the proceeds. Do you want to transition it to the next generation? Well, there's uh, there's some more work to be done to pull that. Well, I, I shouldn't say it's easy to sell it, but but it's a different set of problems we're dealing with. I guess is probably right. a better way to look at it. Yeah, good point. So and yes, and yeah. you and I both belong to a group called BEI, Business Enterprise Institute, which was is the the kind of the the place to go to learn about how to create these exit plans. And it was created by an attorney who had a vision to help businesses through his his teachings and his processes. And it's so important. And I'm sure you, you're going to talk about this, but to have an organized process when you're going into this because you're going to be dealing with tax advisors and legal advisors and financial advisors and other types of advisors, consulting people. Uh, and it's important to have a central document you're working from. And like you said, a big part of that is, uh, first of all, the facts. What are all the facts? Everybody knows that. But the goals, I call it the three T's, the, the timing, the target, and the treasure. You know, when, um, who, and, and how much. And so let's talk about some of those goals, because without those two ingredients, it's hard to, to have good strategic uh, uh, objectives. So when should business owners start planning for their exit? Well, I, I actually tell my business owners, we sometimes through our process of representing people, we're actually helping them set up the companies as well. And I say there's, there's, there's no time like now uh, to, to start planning your exit. Um, the first thing we would want to address is what, what's the continuity. Uh, you know, if we've got more than one owner, uh, getting that buy-sell in place, um, getting, uh, you know, having proper insurance in place, um, you know, all those issues that, that, that exist immediately upon forming a business. So, so the answer is when you start, right? That's the first. Um, ideally, in yep. terms of the actual exit from the business, um, I love at least five years, but maybe even ten, to start putting things in place uh, that will allow us I, to 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 reach the objectives in the other areas, the other the other two, the the, the what you said, the three T's. You had uh, 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 the, the the treasure, the timing, and, timing, and, target, and the treasure. Yeah, timing. Yeah, and target, target. Uh, so so if we're going to get it to the target, and if we're going to get the the treasure, um, you know. I always compare planning to a funnel. You know, at the start, mm -hmm. the funnel's wide. The further we go down the road, just because of decisions we make along the way or the passage of time, your your opportunities, that funnel's going to get smaller. Um, mm -hmm. Getting uh, insurance in place, you know, if you have a, a you know some sort of health issue or just age itself, it's going to limit those options. It's going to make it more expensive. Um, so the sooner the better, uh, doing a deferred compensation plan, having the time to let that plan season, uh, to build up some, some value in that plan can be crucial. So I like to see five to 10 years, uh, in advance if possible. Uh, realistically, you know, we don't, 
always get that. You probably have experienced the same. But in a perfect yeah. world, it would be really nice to have that time, type of time frame. Yeah, I know that uh, the group we belong to, BEI, did some studies and surveys, and they found that, well, of course, 100% of owners are going to exit. We know that. <laughs> we know that just like we know. You know someday Nobody's we're all got out of life someday. alive yet, right? <laughs> right. But, but on the other hand, um, although a lot of people have talked about exit planning, very few have actually done that. Like I think the statistic was 92% do not have a written plan of business owners surveyed, and this was many thousands of business owners. And so the, the question is, why not? Why do you think business owners put this off? Yeah, I, I, I do. We, we kind of have a joke around the office that, uh, that uh, my plan is not to die. So far, so good. I think it's, <laughs> it's hard, um, hard emotionally to deal with the fact that your life has a, a, a an end date. Um, I think it's hard for business owners to come to terms with uh, leaving the business. Some, a lot of times they don't often know what to do afterwards. And so one of the things that we emphasize here is, is uh, along the lines of an additional goal is, is what next? Um, yeah. Where do you go from here? Uh, so that you don't uh, fall into that statistic of being one of those many people who, who exits their business and ends up uh, losing their marriage or losing their health or, or other things because uh, they, they don't know what to do with themselves anymore. So I think that's, that's a big thing. And I think certainly um, it's, you know, it, it's, it's decisions and people sometimes don't like to make uh, the hard choices. And I always in, uh, try to remind them that by not making decisions, you're actually making decisions as well. Um, you're just defaulting to things, but that's a decision as well. So I think those are some reasons why people don't um, don't get their planning done or don't don't get in here. I think everybody has, most people at least, have the best of intentions. Um, right. They're, they're right. tied up in the day-to-day things, and they just don't want to to have to deal with that thing that's going to happen sometime in the future. Yeah, and I don't know if if you find this, um, but um, I find that people, uh, if they have a goal, then they at least start the clock on that goal. If they don't, they're like the guy I just talked to on the phone just before the show today. Um, uh, He's not a client. A couple years ago, he said, I want to be out of this thing in five years. And this was a couple years ago. And guess what he said today? I want to be out (laughs) in five years. You're, You're stuck in a time warp. So what are some of the first things? We talked about the three T's, the timing, the target, and the treasure. What are some of the first things that you like to find out about a business owner and their intentions and goals when you're talking to them? Sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I certainly would like to get into the background information about the business, um, rough ideas about the values that exist. Um, I like to talk to them about a personal financial plan so that we can start to look at that 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 hard number um, that really ends up driving the boat uh, so often, uh, especially in insider transactions uh, where we're trying to sell to an employee or a or a um, a family member is trying to make the the owner's idea of value come into line with reality for for good or for ill, um, and so spending some time trying to assess uh, the business in that way. Uh, spending some time trying to assess if we're looking at an insider transaction. When I say that, I mean a transaction that's going to go to a, an employee or a family member, uh, trying to assess whether they can actually do the, the job 
Um, I've, I've had some experiences where people have come in and they said, you know, we're going to, you know, Johnny's going to take over the farm. And I start asking them about Johnny and find out Johnny's an engineer in Boston. And I, you know, is, is Johnny aware of this? Well, no, but he's the <laughs> oldest son. So, of course, he's going to come back, right? So spending some time going through uh, assessing where they are in the situation and, and trying to build uh, the information that we have so that we can then start to make some recommendations to them for how the plan looks. That people part is really, really difficult because a lot of times, especially in the eyes of a parent, a, a son or a daughter might be a perfect, uh, perfect target because they have the right last name or the right genealogy, right. but they might not have right. the right makeup, and especially right when you walk into a situation and you realize there's a lot of, there's a lot of workers here that might not respect Johnny. Uh, right. They might take off. They might leave if Johnny takes over, and there goes the retirement because the chances are pretty good that Johnny didn't come to the deal with a lot of money. Um, right. Johnny came in with you know the, the good intentions, and the chances are that the parents – uh, need the cash flow from the sale transaction or the transfer of money, uh, however it happens, to complete their retirement. So what happens in a situation like that? Yeah, that's actually one thing we spend a lot of time talking to the to the uh, owners about is if you if you want to do one of these insider transactions, this is your retirement. Um, if we're selling to a third party, we're usually trying to. Um, maximize the amount of money that we're obtaining mm -hmm. uh, up front and, and, and financing as little as possible to take their risk off the table. With an insider transaction, a lot of times almost the whole thing is being financed. And so there's a lot of a lot of risk that, that, that they don't have a retirement because most of my uh, business owner clients have generally been funneling most of their worth, net worth back into, uh, into the business. And so that's where we find uh, most of their, their, their wealth. Um, it's not outside. And so picking that right person, we're, we're dealing right now with a situation where we have a, a child who's had some uh, history of, of, of drug and alcohol problems, uh, really wants to take over the business, is very good in many ways, but this this drug and alcohol issue has really caused him some problems in his life, and, and obviously that puts significant jeopardy uh for the parents in trying to turn this business over to him. And so we're working on um, putting in place a, a good management team for them uh, mm -hmm. that can kind of help uh, see if this is going to work, give it some, some time and put some goals in place for, for the son to, to make sure that we feel like this is good before we actually pull the trigger on things, which, which again, gives you some opportunities, you know, if you have more time to do these things. And so, um, you try to get creative when you have those problems yep. and still try to meet mom and dad's goals or the, or the, the, the business owner's goals, um, yet you know, having them be re realistic about what the, what the outcomes are here. And you know, the, at the end of the day, it's, you know, I try to remind them, you know, it's, it, good business decisions are usually good family decisions. Uh, if you try to make good family decisions, uh, the business could blow up and the family could blow up. Usually if you make good business decisions, it all works out well for everybody. Two, two critical things in what you just said, and it was, it was very, very well put. Two critical things. One is uh, you, you need to, the most important letter in the alphabet is B, have a plan B. You know, have a good plan B in case plan A doesn't work out. And second is the importance. Uh, you know, it's, it's getting harder and harder. I hear this every day to find talent out there, to find employees, even at the lowest levels, people are having trouble because the economy is going pretty good right now. So 
um, making sure that your key employees are locked in um, and in some way, shape, or form, they're not going to leave because somebody offers them uh, a bonus or something to come over. How important is that to the overall planning process? Oh, it can be crucial. I mean, certainly depending on the business, but it can be crucial. Um, you don't want that employee holding you over a barrel at sale time uh, and, and, and making it difficult for you to move the sale forward. Um, it's, it's going to be a key factor that a buyer is going to look at uh, in offering you a price, and it's going to increase the, the value of your business if your management team is locked in. So deferred compensation programs, stay bonus agreements, those things can be crucial in making sure you have that solid management team uh, that can either help uh, transition the business or can make the business more attractive to a buyer um, and and also can certainly, if, if done properly, can be set up so that, that they're incentivized to increase uh, the profitability of the business for you as well as the owner. You know, in, in our brief time together today, uh, we have talked about so many different topics, and that is the complexity that is uh, this whole exit planning is sitting in the middle of all of this. Now, how important is it to, for this to be a, a team-based project, Todd? I don't think it can be done any other way. You know, I, my, my background is, is an attorney. I've, I've been in the, the law practice for 20-plus years. Um, my background isn't uh, financial planning. Uh, my background isn't uh, insurance planning. My background isn't uh, accounting. And so to bring those professionals in, uh, you, you know, as I like to think I'm a pretty smart guy, but I also know that I'm not, I don't have all the knowledge. Um, and, and, you know, your, your business, your successful businesses are generally run by a, a good team. And, and a successful plan is going to have a good team. I, uh, I, I, had the fortune, the good fortune of playing uh, football growing up for one of the, one of the great coaches in, in Arizona. And, and, and you learned uh, uh, the importance of, of team and, and there needs to be a coach. There needs to be a quarterback, uh, but there also needs to be an offensive lineman. There needs to be a linebacker. Uh, and if you don't have those positions in place, uh, there's going to be holes. And so putting a good solid team in place, it's not enough just to have those positions filled. You want to fill them with, with quality advisors, but, but those people are going to give you uh, the, best, uh, the best options available. We're, we're working on a transition right now of a fairly large company uh, here in town and, and, uh, and, and, and trying to deal with some of the long-term care uh, insurance issues, trying to deal with some of the um, uh, buyout and buy-sell agreement issues with the life insurance. Um, we've been very lucky and fortunate to have a really quality uh, insurance advisor in the mix that's that that have brought to the table ideas that I had never uh, uh, mm -hmm. uh, been involved with before, and so uh, having that uh, is just crucial. That's that's great comment. You know, I kind of liken it to uh, if you if you want to win basketball championships, you don't put the golf team on the basketball floor. Uh, golfers yeah. tend to. <laughs> Uh, you know they don't look at each other. They don't, they they're in their own space. And a lot of times our advisors are like that. They they don't talk to each other. They don't get together. And so what you do and and what we do with this BEI product, which was designed to co help teams collaborate and look at the full picture. Uh, one one CPA said to me he said, what you do or what you guys do is you kind of create the hymnal that we can all sing from. 
And I thought that was really well put. It's it's the strategy playbook, it's the goals, it's the facts, it's the it's the potential strategies that allow all of the advisors who usually don't talk to each other to collaborate in the interest of the owner and really move towards um, prioritized implementation. So you don't. So I, I applaud you for for getting involved with BEI and taking exit planning seriously. And and it really is eye opening when you get into it, isn't it? How 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 uh, diverse it is and how smart it is to be able to bring all of your advisors together. And then of course when you get into the the implementation, I imagine that's where you do your law your legal work. Um, as part of the uh, implementation of the process, correct? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the BEI has been has been an amazing benefit to our to our practice. We it it's been a it's been a great fit to allow me to transition uh, um, from just simply providing the legal advice to bringing that team approach, uh, having a plan. You know, kind of back to that analogy. You know, you have your game plan. You know, maybe you get into the fourth quarter and and the Patriots are coming back. Well. You know, maybe you need to alter your plan a little bit, and and so you don't end up like the Falcons this year. But but uh, but you've got that plan in place. It, it's not just this hodgepodge of people uh, doing things uh, differently. Um, you know, I had a, a situation not too long ago where we we had worked with several advisors, but the accountant wouldn't wouldn't get on board, and 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 then he'd always come in sort of after the fact when decisions were made and start torpedoing things. Well, that wasn't helping anybody you know you want to be a part of that 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 planning approach and and BEI offers a great vehicle to to be able to to bring that together and get people to work together and 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 ultimately make it so that client can meet their goals and objectives of of transitioning out of that business and and for those listeners who may wonder who what is why is it BEI what is all this well they they have the URL on on the internet exitplanning.com so if you then that shows you how serious they are about the topic <laughs> and if you want to find out more about that go to exitplanning.com you'll see what the idea is the concept was the attorney said business owners need help because there's so many owners heading for the exit and there's going to be a glut of owners and they really need to be prepared to be taken seriously and get top dollar for their business. And so, uh, Todd, uh, your your firm is a member so that you have now the benefit of over 20 years of collaboration in putting together this process uh, by a wide variety of advisors, and that's that's terrific in itself. So how do our listeners, if they want to talk to you, Todd, how do they get in touch with you and find out more about Halleck and Halleck and what you guys do? Sure, I'd definitely point them to our website. We try to put a lot of great information up there um, about both uh, exit planning and succession planning and, and estate planning. Um, they can find us at www.halleck, and that's H-A-L-L-O-C-K-law.com. Um, the, all the contact information is on that website, phone number, email, uh, and all that. So so definitely uh, head on over to our, our website and and that will get you how to get in touch with us directly um, and hopefully give you a lot of good information about what we do. Halleck.law.com. H-A-L-L-O-C-K. Excuse me, dash law. Sorry about that. Halleck, let me start over. Halleck-law.com. H-A-L-L-O-C-K-L-A-W.com. And, Todd, it's been a real pleasure to talk with you, and I uh, I applaud your efforts, and I'm sure there are many, many uh, people that are better off for, for you doing this type of planning and helping them out. And I hope you come back on the show again soon. We can talk about some more uh, 
uh, you know, specific downwind topics because there's a lot to talk about, especially when we're talking about uh, the farms, the original family business, and uh, and uh, really understanding what some of those other dynamics are. So join me again, won't you? We'd love to. Thank you again for having me. All right. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back after this. So please stay with us. Hey, everybody. It's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. One of the questions I get asked the most is, how do I grow the value of my business? I'm so busy working in it, I need to work on it. So we've created a special report for you on 10 tips to grow the value of your business. Just text the word DRIVERS to 44222 to get a special free report right to your inbox. That's DRIVERS to 44222. Text DRIVERS to 44222. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 